Welcome to another episode of our Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology all converge. This week, excited to sit down with Rob Hayes. Rob is the director of the Indiana FFA Association at the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. And uh, Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Before we get into the uh, uh, FFA Association and its uh, its role uh, within the Indiana State Department of Agriculture, tell us a little bit about you. You're a native Hoosier, I think, right? Yes, sir. Talk about your, uh, your youth growing up and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So... Uh, originally grew up in a small town in northwest Indiana, Kentland, mm-hmm. um, and grew up with some limited connections to agriculture. My parents are both teachers, mm-hmm. um, so very connected to education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the rural community activities such as 4-H and FFA, mm-hmm. taking agriculture classes, that's what got me interested in the industry. Uh, from there, uh, was very active in FFA, honored to be elected the 2006-2007 state FFA reporter. Uh, went on to Purdue to study mm-hmm. agricultural education, and then was a teacher up in uh, Warsaw, Indiana, okay. for four years, uh, co-advising that FFA chapter and teaching agricultural education. So this is a natural, I guess it would be a natural progression, right? Yeah. Uh, ag education and uh, now at the FFA uh, Association. Um, we, we know about the FFA, but we talk about the FFA Association uh, at the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. What's, what's it all about? Absolutely. So the Indiana FFA Association is very similar um, and obviously very connected to the National FFA Organization. So we're kind of a, just a subset of that group mm-hmm. offering very similar programming and being connected to the department of agriculture allows us to have a lot of connections within the industry and connecting to the different segments that Mm -hmm. are housed within that agency. Now, now you always have not been connected to the Department of Ag, right? Correct. Um, Originally, uh, the FFA Association and Agricultural Education uh, staff members were housed over in the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. And it was that way for many, many years. Uh, But about 10 years ago, the FFA Association staff moved to the Department of Agriculture. And just this past year, the Agricultural Education Program Specialist moved over to the Department of Agriculture as well. So we're together. It would seem like a natural fit. What's uh, How's that relationship been and why is that beneficial to be with the Department of Ag? Absolutely. So I find it extremely beneficial um, to be connected directly with those in the agency that are that are working to promote agriculture across the state. You know, being able to connect with the different departments like economic development, soil mm-hmm. conservation, grain buyers and warehouse licensing, policy, communications, all the different things mm-hmm. really gives us a lot of connection points to know what's going on in the industry to be able to then transfer that into the programming that we're offering to our students. Talk about um, how you support uh, ag education in the state specifically. A lot going on in the ag space, the ag bioscience uh, space in particular. Talk about uh, ag education today in 2020 and what it's all about. Yeah, so agricultural agricultural education and FFA, they go hand in hand, right? FFA can't exist without agricultural education. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if we really think about ag ed overall, we can visualize a a three component model. Imagine three circles that kind of overlap like a Venn diagram. One circle represents the classroom. Mm -hmm. 
One circle represents the FFA activities, and another one represents supervised agriculture experiences, or better known as work-based learning projects. Mm -hmm. And so students in agricultural education are going to be involved, hopefully, in all three of those, which are going to give them really well-rounded experiences to learn content knowledge, to apply that out in real projects, and then maybe get to compete or develop leadership mm -hmm. skills through FFA. Mm -hmm. Are you finding it challenging to get students engaged or more engaged, more students engaged in, in, ag, in ag education? You know, um, we do have challenges with that. I think, you know, sometimes there's that stigma that FFA or agriculture education is only for those that are mm -hmm. already involved in agriculture or only for those who have a true interest and passion for a future career in agriculture. And we just believe that that's not true. Mm -hmm. Ag Ed and FFA are for all. There is something within the curriculum or within FFA programming that every student out there can benefit from, you know, whether that's actually learning content knowledge or whether that's learning 21st century skills like creative thinking and mm -hmm. problem solving and all of those different things. And as you look at the opportunities, obviously, in the world of agriculture today, very diverse, uh, high-tech, innovative, uh, really some cool careers out there. Is, is part of the challenge kind of... Um, well, for lack of a better term, educating young people and their parents about what these career opportunities are all about? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're constantly thinking in FFA and in the agricultural education classroom, how do we ensure that we're mirroring what's going on in the industry? Mm -hmm. We recognize that change is constant and it's happening at a much faster pace, right? Mm -hmm. If we look at agriculture 10, 15, 20 years ago, it's drastically different today. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to envision necessarily what it's going to look like moving forward. But I think for us, we have to make sure that we're modifying programs to incorporate those different things uh, to allow students to have a good understanding of what they might be getting into. And I think the other important thing you mentioned was their parents, right? Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that the parents are on board with the opportunities and that they see the value in what's going on uh, to be able to kind of allow their students to have that freedom to take advantage mm -hmm. of those opportunities. Well, Rob, what are some of the, um, I don't know, maybe the more unexpected careers that are available to students uh, once they graduate and, and the areas that you see um, that students really need to, to be aware of in order to build this premier talent pipeline that everybody talks about? I think that's one of the biggest challenges for us, right? Mentioning that we don't know exactly what things are going to look like and the rapid pace that things change. Um, you know, we look at some things existing now where we're incorporating um, technology and computer science and mm -hmm. more biochemistry and things like that into the agriculture space. You know, the industry isn't siloed anymore. It's not that other people are going to be doing all these different things. We're merging these industries together. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what we need to be doing in our programming as well, is, is merging that together as best we can, um, but also recognizing that maybe we don't know exactly what these students are going to need in terms of content knowledge, mm -hmm. but we do know that they need to have a better understanding of things like critical thinking, flexibility, mm -hmm. literacy about agriculture, technology, other industries. Mm -hmm. We can definitely provide that so that mm -hmm. they have the base to then build whatever content knowledge in they need once those careers exist. 
talked a lot about uh, the students and a little bit about parents and the importance uh, uh, of, uh, of those folks in, in the equation. How about uh, ag educators, teachers? Yeah. Is there a shortage or a need to get more in that pipeline, if you will? There absolutely is. You know, the, the ag teacher is our frontline uh, person in terms of agricultural education and FFA. They're the ones that get the students excited about the opportunities. They're the ones that share the opportunities with our students. And so we need to have as many of those as possible, mm-hmm. right? If we're going to reach all students, then we need people who can deliver that programming. Mm-hmm. And there is a shortage of ag teachers across the country. Um, less and less people are going into the profession education and agricultural Mm -hmm. education specifically. Uh, But then we also have a lot of teachers that have left the profession for other aspects of the agriculture industry. And so um, Indiana, as well as many other states, have developed a lot of initiatives to try and help um, explain and express to students the value and the type of career that they can have as an agriculture teacher, and then also figuring out ways that we can support the current teachers Mm -hmm. to hopefully keep them in the profession longer. As you look at Agrinovus, uh, an organization, I think, in, in, in very quick order that it's had tremendous impact on the ag bioscience space, as you view Agrinovus and its impact on education, on talent pipeline, all those types of things, how do you view, how does the FFA view uh, Agrinovus? Yeah. What I really like about Agrinovus is how they're bringing these different industries together and, and really recognizing that it's going to take all of us to work on these problems of tomorrow, right, and, and, and solve those problems. And so it really is kind of a great model for us as we work. Um, the association has a strategic plan right now where we're reviewing our programming and making sure that we're meeting the needs of our students, our advisors, and our stakeholders. And I look to Agrinovus as kind of a model of that, that blending of industries. And, and merging a lot of those things together to see how can we do that in the programming that we're currently offering our students, whether that's a competitive event and changing up what it entails for students mm-hmm. or different content knowledge that can be shared or just building different skills. Rob Hayes is the director of the Indiana FFA Association at the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. Rob, thanks for some great perspective. Thanks for all you do, uh, too, because it's very important uh, to our state in the future uh, of the ag bioscience space. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science Podcast. It's a weekly production partnership between Agrinovus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. Also, registration is open for Agrinovus Indiana Indiana's fourth annual Ag Bioscience Startup Showcase. It's April 30 at the Biltwell in Indianapolis. Importantly, attending is free, easy to do. All you have to do uh, to register is go to uh, bit.ly backslash Ag Showcase 20. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Gary Dick. Produced by Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.